Production. Recorded live. Well, good morning and welcome to the Empress of Biz. This is Joanne Forrester. We're delighted to have you today. It's bright and beautiful already here in sunny Pittsburgh. And we are doing something a little different. You often heard it say the show is going to the dogs. Well, today the show is going to the cats. And, of course, if it's going to the cats, it's going to be, you know, number one, top quality, meaning things are not going bad. (laughs) But we are, we, meaning myself and my co-host and guest today, Jay Spire, we're going to be talking about our unique staffing uh, situation, so to speak. Both of us have been longtime entrepreneurs uh, working in our businesses in various uh, uh, endeavors. But we are both uh, people who love animals, and our animals right now, our cats, kind of rule our lives. And when we're working, and whatever we're doing, if they're around, they are letting us know that they're the boss. So we're going to have fun with talking about cats and how they work in an office or not. So please welcome my guest, Jay Spire. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, Joanne. Uh, I, I was I happened to notice the other day you posted something about what your cat Ginger did with you. She would not even let you sit in your own chair. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, we have a battle for my own chair. Uh, okay, every time now. I, if she's in and she's in the mood to sleep, and I get up to do something, she's in my chair and it's gone. So she hisses at me. <laughs> also, move your, move your seat, lose your, move your feet, lose your seat. That's uh, what goes. Right. Sometimes I grab my if my business partner is work is not here. I'll grab his chair, move my chair out, and sit in his chair so she can stay sleeping in her chair. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. there, I have come to see that there are. We we make jokes about uh, cats being our staff, but. They, um, of course, they aren't. But um, it seems to be in different levels with cats, don't you think? I mean, there's this whole thing about passive resistance. They just have a way of not doing what you want them to do. There's that level. Then there's the level of sabotage, where <laughs> they'll knock things off the desk. Something won't be where it's supposed to be. You'll find it under the couch. But in your case, I think it was a hostile takeover. I think they, I think Ginger wants your business. I, <laughs> I'm beginning to think that. In fact, she has now arrived, and her ears are sideways because she hears us talking about her. I, I'm beginning to. <laughs> I am seriously beginning to think that this cat has designs on how this business and how we're going to uh, uh, run it. Uh, I have been on conversations with bankers. I'm trying to keep things quiet. And um, (laughs) as I try to keep things quiet, she's climbing up on the desk and just chirping and saying, hello, how are we? And the bankers go, what's that noise? Must be equipment malfunction or something. Yeah, yeah, bad connection. Right, right. But uh, fortunately, every once in a while, you know, like you, um, I'm home-based. And, you know, you, you try and you so you're home-based, you work ridiculous hours. 
because you work, you know, you get up in the middle of the night, if you can't sleep, what do you do? You go to the computer since you're a writer. And before we, we move on, tell us a little, tell everybody about what you do, and then I'll kind of tell people what I do so they get the idea of the flavor of, you know, how we work. Well, it depends on what day it is as far as what I do, and basically I'm in communications. I will help people get their message across. Um, it could be I'll be speaking to a company or a group about oh, body language or crafting a proper email, and I'm also doing something the first weekend of June in Ligonier. It's a weekend-long retreat about memoir writing. Um, I'll be running seminars on how to tell your own stories for the next generation and various methods, you know, getting started, not just getting started, but keeping going. Sometimes it's hard to maintain the momentum of doing something like that. Uh, and also I, I lay out books for people. I'm just doing a book right now for a client uh, on nature photography. She has a lot of beautiful photographs that I'm laying out in a, a book for her. So it's all about communication, both visual and verbal. It's kind of what I do. Right, and I know that uh, you have um, you have spoken also, uh, and I, I do call you Pittsburgh's Mark Twain because you have to listen to Jay carefully because these witty sayings and statements will just slide right in, and then I'll be like, what did you just say? And I have to back up and go, wow. That's <laughs> called organic. Nice. That's organic humor. That is slipping the humor right into the the body of the presentation. Uh, and it, you do that very well. Thank you. One of, um, one, of, one of the things I did tell you is you also have a, um, you did a book on cats. Well, you've done a couple, right? The, the first two I did, well, I've done four books. Uh, the first was, um, the the one on storytelling, uh, the stories of our days. It's just how to use fiction techniques in telling a true story, you know, keep the, the reader reading. The other two are collections of columns that I've written over many years. Uh, I just happened to incorporate cats into the title, and I use them as metaphors in some of the, the articles. Cat Got Your Thumb and Cat Got Your Treadmill. And this last one, I finally decided to go whole hog or whole cat and do one on my three home mates. It's called home cats. And I call them home cats because house cats just won't do. Uh, they're they're more than house cats. You've heard the expression, it takes a heap of living to make a house a home. You heard that? Right. You yes, know, I, I, I think No, it, that's not true. It takes a heap of litter to make a house a home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's what I have here. <laughs> and they they have their, well, you know, with your cat, they have their ways of participating and not participating as the whim suits them. Right. Uh, but part of the thing I was talking about recently was um, I had known some of this before, but uh, it's always interesting to contrast dogs and cats. Have you had dogs in your history? Uh, we have had dogs. Ferrets, cats, frogs, fish. With growing up with my son, you know, that walked and moved. Uh, when he went to fraternity, to college and joined a fraternity, uh, I had to rescue the cat, or not the cat, the ferret, because they were turning her into an alcoholic. 
Um, and, and they had a pet skunk up there. You name it, as long as it's not crawling on the ground like a snake, it's been in this house. Okay, right well, now that's kind we of like me. I'm, I'm, if it has four legs and fur, I'm on board. Uh, but the, the dogs, history of dogs, they've been with us as humans for like 30,000 years or something. They started mm-hmm. hanging around the coke fires looking for scraps, and then basically we took them in. We trained them uh, because they, you know, they worked for food. Uh, so we trained them to work. They would herd and they would hunt and for protection. But cats have not been around us nearly as long. Some say as little as 5,000 years, some say 10. But it was after, you know, we roamed around. We were looking for food. If it grew out of the ground and we could eat it, we did. But we roamed around looking for it. Then we got smart enough to stay in one place and grow it ourselves. And that's when we started storing grain. And that's when we started attracting mice. Now, there's a three-part thing here. Okay, mice love grain. Cats love mice. And cats don't care about grain. So the uh-huh, cats, yes. cats basically showed up, gave themselves jobs, and trained us. So that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's why there's that distance, I think, between cats. There's In dogs, it's slavish devotion. In cats, there's, okay, what can you do for me now? Oh, yes, yes. And when you are, the cat picks you. Uh, I swear, I have had, um, uh, well, you have three cats right now. I just have one, and I've had up to three, and all of them have been delivered to me. uh, Like, they have chosen me. They've, you know, come up to the door, size the situation, and uh, have said, well, okay, um, even as a kitten, I'm moving in. This is it. This is cool. I think mm-hmm. I can train her well. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we look at her. Oh, she's yeah. We we can do it. Um, the last cat, I was on a vacation up in um, the Bernard House up in Emmington, PA, which is a wonderful bed and breakfast, which I've been going to for over 20 years, and I've had the the hosts on, um, and they have. When I went up there, it was about six years ago, a cat had been abandoned and they had been feeding her. And uh, I had just put, I had just lost two of my cats. So my my heart was broken and I thought, I am not getting another animal as long as I live. No, 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 no. Well, I'm sitting, they have this wonderful veranda that overlooks the river and I'm sitting on the, the porch and looking this, over this beautiful view and this orange fluffy cat comes up, and I thought, I'm ignoring her. And the host says, that's the cat that we've been feeding. Someone, She's beautiful, and someone's dumped, dumped her off, and she's very friendly. I said, well, that's nice. And she knew I'd lost both of my cats within a couple months of each other. I said, I'm finished with cats. No more, No more animals to break my heart. That's it. So I studiously ignored her, and I'm reading the paper, and the next thing I know... Ginger, what was now her name, jumped up, slipped under the paper, came nose to nose me, and, and Jay put one paw on each side of the, my cheeks and went, meow. Are well, you I'm done for. <laughs> oh, my. 
Oh, and Norma and, and all Kathy, they all started to laugh. They said, she's chosen you. You cannot not take her home. <laughs> and she's, you know, she came home with me. So <laughs> my, my, daughter's, my daughter's had that happen. I've never had that happen with a cat. The cats have chosen my daughter uh, several times over. I mean, they have a number of cats in her house and a dog. I'm so sorry for the poor dog. He's outnumbered. So, wait, you have, so, you know, we have a history with cats. And this cat, in fact, she's joining us. I don't know if you can hear her, but what's she doing now? Um, the, uh, uh, does your guys watch the the uh, computer screen? I have had Boo sit and watch the video. Remember when the song came out, What Does the Fox Say? Oh, she, yes. <laughs> she watched that whole video all the way through. She sat and stared at it. She was fascinated. <laughs> and they, they will they, they watch the mouse move around. They watch the cursor move around a little bit. But that doesn't hold their interest very long. But Boo has more of an attention span than you might think. So she, she lasted through the whole song. Then I tried playing it with her again just recently and went through a few notes and she got up and left. She, It was like, oh, yeah, it's a rerun. I've seen it. <laughs> right, right. I have, um, well, Ginger is fascinated uh, with the sound of the keys. And uh, for those of you who are working at home and you, you, know, you, you know that your animal wants attention, and, you know, they'll bark, they'll do something. All I turn around is the cat goes and lays on the keyboard. Well, I can tell you that does things to your computer. <laughs> and I'm trying to, you know, and it's like this 10-pound cat weighs 50 pounds, and she's got herself clutched onto that keyboard. <laughs> and I'm trying to get her off and not create havoc into my, into my uh, you know, written document by that time. Is you know all kinds of keys have been pushed and we've gone into froze mode. But so I have learned to um, as soon as she starts moving near the keyboard, I I pet her because if not, she's going to be on there. But um, well, if you leave I've, her alone, if you get up and you you know you think you're she's somewhere else and you walk away, I have seen her because it makes a funny sound. She'll push. Uh-huh. And I think, yeah, and and I'm not sure if she's got if there's a code there or what, but you got. I think that she's sending some kind of. She may be a spy, Jay. Just thinking of that because it's a bunch of cryptic Ds and Qs and Ys, and then and maybe okay, you, you need to run it through a cryptanalysis program, and she could be a deep deep implant agent. Uh, you never know. That whole, thing where, that whole thing where she adopted you, that was all part of her plan. Oh. They're, they're, they're going to take over. There are people who swear cats are going to take over. And it's all just a, a plan. They're laying in wait, and um, they're going to pounce one of these days. Yeah. Yes. They even have, um, I, when I fly, and everybody knows I'm not a thrilled flyer, um, I, I call up a couple good friends that if something happens to me, I know Ginger will be taken care of. 
And I've even said, look, I said, set it aside in my will. Ginger gets money. Okay, you take care of her. <laughs> you just provided, you just provided motive. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> so my son says, uh, <laughs> oh, well, we've got a, some techno crannies on the line, and she's saying, uh, she's saying hi, and only Jay would come up with a cryptanalysis program and a cat take over the world. <laughs> Love it. Sounds like it sounds like a book to me, Jay. <laughs> well, I'm always getting uh, ideas. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, if you go on, over if you go on my the HomeCats webpage, there's HomeCats.com with a dash. There is a video of Scout working the computer. I oh, really? was on my lap. Yeah, she was on my lap and I pushed the space bar which made the screen scroll. And a few seconds go by and then she reaches out and does the same thing. She touches the space bar and makes the screen scroll. Okay, it sent chills down my spine. I'm still frightened about it. I, I put oh. it up there just as a just as a cautionary uh, message, look out, it's coming. It's coming. You know, they may be, you know how the stock market goes crazy sometimes? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're the ones that is, are manipulating it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did come up with that. I did say that Ginger was attempting a hostile takeover of your company just by occupying your chair. I mean, it's, it's just going to es- escalate from there. <laughs> right, right. Oh, and one thing I wanted to ask you, because um, as we, uh, how many how many cats you have, or what are their names? Oh, the cats are Jem, Scout, and Boo Radley. Yeah. How based did they arrive at your course. house? Two of them, two of them came at the same time. I got um, Scout and Boo through Animal Advocates. Uh, a friend of mine is a volunteer there, and she sort of set up the um, you getting them. I don't call them adoption. I'm, I, you don't adopt an animal; you just sort of get one. Um, I don't. I just don't take it that far. And then the same friend and I were out at um, Petco, and either Animal Rescue League or Animal Friends. One of them has a a, a cat display out there, and you can pick one out. Well. I had seen Jem there for a while, and then it turns out they told her she had been there for a while. She was kind of depressed, so of course, what am I going to do? I have to take her. So I brought mm-hmm. her in. So now we have the the three, and people keep saying, "Oh, why didn't you name one of them Atticus?" And I keep explaining to them, "I'm Atticus. Ah. Someone, ha- someone <laughs> has to be the alpha in this house, and I, I try oh. my darndest." Um, <laughs> oh. but we, we we tell stories about this, of course, but it it all comes down to a. And I've kind of I've taken advantage of it, of course, by doing books uh, with my cats on the cover, and it, it comes down to taking sort of being aware of what business opportunities come by and seeing what happens and recognizing what happens, so you can sort of. Uh, Put it, in, put, put it to some good use. And, of course, I love these three and um, have a lot of fun, but I can share the fun 
with other people by putting it in book form. And it's just, it's something I happen to be able to do. And I'm, I'm really proud of HomeCat simply because I take resp- any mistakes in it, I have to take responsibility for that too. But I was able to do everything in the book. I took all the pictures, I wrote all the copy, I laid out the interior, I designed the front and back covers. Uh, the only thing I don't take credit for, I didn't mill the paper or mix the ink. I didn't go that far. Uh. <laughs> uh, but and it's taking it. And the greatest fun was going through all the pictures I had in my phone. That's the thing about this: all the pictures in the book are taken with my iPhone. And you can get good, high-quality pictures with an iPhone. The optics in there are extremely good. And it's yeah, uh, there are two pictures. You can put two pictures side by side. They can be taken a year apart, and they work in a storytelling context. Somehow they just go together, and that's where the editing process comes in, and that's that's what was so much fun about it. Mhm. I I saw you know I bought, bought your book of course, and of course um, when I looked at my my phone here, I have to have at least three hundred pictures of this cat mm-hmm. because she's mm-hmm. always doing something um, that, um, and I think uh, like the other day we were reading out. Um, Good old Pennsylvania slang word there, reading out. <laughs> and, uh, uh-huh. I was going to mention yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had just emptied the waste paper basket, and I turn around, and there she is sitting right in the waste paper basket. Very <laughs> proud of herself. Um, <laughs> she's gotten so now if I bring out the, the phone, and she, you know, she knows I'm going to take a picture, she just sits there and holds the pose. Oh, okay. Uh, so, um, I mean, so I said, there's got to be a book in there, you know, working with Ginger the cat or uh, or Ginger writing the book because the cat has now gotten very used to me taking pictures. And, of course, I tell her she's a pretty girl. And while I'm telling her she's a pretty girl, then she even prints even more. So <laughs> <laughs> I've created my own monster here, I think. I think your book needs to be getting work done in spite of Ginger the Cat. Right, right. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I'm just amazed uh, if I'm working, um, even in the middle of the night, and she's something. Well, if she's in the middle of the night, she's prowling up and down and all around. But as soon as I come, I get up. If I have a, you know, sometimes you get inspiration in the middle of the night, and you're at the computer. Um, She'll come running up, and then she has to sit with me and watch everything I'm doing. It's just like, uh, so she's a companion until she decides to lay across the keyboard. (laughs) They they also, they're very aware of when something is not the same as it usually is. Uh, If if you're doing something out off of schedule or you're doing something different from you, that's, they're very, it's a survival instinct. If anything is different, it could be dangerous. So they have to check it out and make sure. I'm sure you've had you have something that was on a table and you moved it. I'm sure Ginger takes a very close look at that because yes. it's not where it's supposed to be. Something's different. Yeah. Have you noticed, like, if you rearrange the room, um, how <laughs> they'll prowl and you know, really, she'll let me know. She's she doesn't like the arrangement. She kind of lets me know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had I had a, a small Christmas tree on my game table, 
in the corner. And um, the day I took it down, it only took a few minutes to take it down, 15 or 20 minutes, and I put the, the lamp back on there and everything was back the way it was before. Jim was out of the room. She didn't know what I was doing. She came in. She sat down in front of that table and stared at it for 30 seconds mm. because the tree was gone. And then she right. said, okay, this is how it's going to be for another year. All right, I'm cool. So, but they're, they're aware. They pay attention. That's why they're always staring at you. <laughs> they're looking for what you're, what you're going to do. It can be disconcerting a little bit when a cat's staring Right, it can be. It definitely can be. Well, we've been talking um, over 25 minutes, and while both of us, um, you know, have regular jobs that uh, feed the cats, I mean, you know, for the cats get fed first in my house. What about you? Oh, definitely, definitely, yes, same thing. Well, I do make coffee first, and then while it's perking, I, I feed them. So oh, they, they do. They lucky. do allow you're, me to do that. Make coffee first. <laughs> they, they do Not allow that. <laughs> um. You um oh if anybody wants to get in touch with you about this upcoming uh, memoir writing and stuff like that, what do they do, Jay? Uh, you could go to Mia Terra Tours, uh, M I A T E R R A Tours dot com. Uh, that's my friend who is putting together all this. She does uh, retreats for different kinds of writing, like screenwriting and and other things. She's taking people to Ireland pretty soon, I think. Uh, so she does a lot of these, and we decided to try one for memoir writing, and it's going to be in the, uh, the Laurel Highlands and Ligonier, and all the information, you can get it from her website, or you can go to my Facebook page, and there are a number of notices about it there and links that you can get all the information you want. Uh, and you can also, uh, there's a link you can find at jspire.com as well. Uh, there's a link on my home page. So it's pretty easy to find. And it's going to be fun, well, too. There's going to be a, a whole weekend of not lectures, just more seminars and conversations and getting some back and forth about how memoir writing is really storytelling. And you're not, I tell people, don't tell your life story that's too big, too mammoth. Tell your life stories one at a time. And then pretty soon you got a book. Uh, hey guys, I, I this is Technic Granny. I just gotta hi. say, hi. <laughs> good morning. I'm listening here. I think you guys should do a joint podcast called "The Adventures of Cat Parents, Atticus and Empress of Biz." <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when you had jumped on. I was about to mention, and and then, uh, well, you know, and you have Scout as the rebellion leader. Um, <laughs> I think Scout's probably the rebellion leader of of, of the cat takeover, and but, I, but I'm thinking that the dogs, since they're man's best friend, will be will start a resistance. So I think there's going to be a battle. It's not going to be easy, Jay. <laughs> and we're, we're just going to be on the sidelines watching, then. Yeah. I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to okay. be a cat. I think it's going to be a cat and dog fight. Oh wow. <laughs> And uh, Ginger's going to end up just being queen of all, I can guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, Ginger's probably just going to lay back and, 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 and let everybody else get picked off and, 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 and collect the spoils. I think anyway. my three will be okay with that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hey, yeah, gotta, this, was, this was a lot of fun, and I will tell you that my, my friend um, uh, and collaborator, Adam Homney, uh, calls himself the original. He 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 has They have a cat election every year in his house because he has lots of cats, and every year they vote him unanimously the best cat daddy. And he does this stuff over social media, and he will tell you that cats and dog videos and cat and dog posts rank highest on any social media post. So you guys you got you guys got, got you guys are onto something with this with this these cats running your businesses and, and using them as a mascot. Hey I gotta oh, yeah. go back to work. This has been too much fun. I have laughed hysterically <laughs> over your stories. And I am not a cat lover so so if you can amuse me, you can amuse Boom. anybody. <laughs> yeah. I I'm not a cat hater, I'm just not a cat lover. Okay. Oh okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we know you like Ginger the cat, though. Absolutely, and Ginger Ginger likes me. She's always rubbing up against me, or maybe she senses that I I'm allergic to cats, and she wants to get cat hair all over me. The cats are like that, you know. They 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 will do anything to you, you know. They yeah. know that. Yep. They know people who are allergic. They go right to them. It's oh, nice. exactly. Oh, that's, yeah. I think that's what it is. Hey, I'll see you guys. You did a great job today. Thanks, Joanne. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, well I, I have to. I have to. To give you a, a final cat story, and when we were talking about, uh, is that one night just a, about a month ago, um, the um, I heard I was sleeping downstairs and I'd fallen asleep watching TV, and Ginger was in my lap, and I hear this growling. I mean, it's like I had a panther in my living room, and I'm thinking, oh my god, what has happened? Ginger's hair was like, you know, and she's got long hair, was standing up, and she was growling. And whatever was there, I heard some noise, and it just like, I don't know if it was steps or, or whatever, or an animal or what. Whoever it was just took off because that cat sounded like she was a 300-pound panther. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, whoa, okay, we got the attack wow. cat here. Uh, so anybody come around? You got a <laughs> you got a panther inside. I was Holy cow! Yeah. Oh, so she's not only uh, the office cat; she's now the watch cat. So, you got a good one. You got a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, I I just want to give a uh, thank you. And uh, what um, we we do need to leave a business tip or two, both of us. Since this is the <laughs> Uh, a business Oh, yeah, show. that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. What advice do you have for those who are in business um, or want, thinking of starting their own business? Staying aware. Uh, it, it's what I, I, I espouse all the time. It's you put stuff out there. You see what works. Um, I call it setting things in motion. Now, the returns might not happen right away. It could happen pretty far down the road. But you're, with everything you try, you're establishing a record of what you can do. And eventually, you'll, you'll reap the benefits. It, it does happen. And you, they say, you know, do what you love and the money will come. Well, I tried laying on the, the couch watching TV with cats in my lap. So far, I haven't gotten any monetary return from that. Um, right. But I'm, I'm still hoping. I'm still hoping. So, but it's put things out there and see what works and learn from your mistakes and learn from your successes as well. Yeah, good advice. And um, my tip is uh, think 
consistent. If you have whatever you're choosing to do for marketing, I think that what happens, and, and one of my lives I ran and coordinated nine advertising agencies. And the one thing I learned that is we had a test period. And that test period would be so much so much time that we would run a commercial or we would run a particular ad or we would have our people doing something. But it wasn't just once, it wasn't two times, it wasn't three times. We we had a pat we had a number of times and then we and we'd let usually a commercial run um at least a month. Uh and then some other stuff we'd try further, but we knew that it was um, you're testing to see what people like. You're you're tuning in, being aware. So whatever you're doing for marketing, be consistent. If you're posting, uh, if you're, of course, you want to monitor your posts and see what happens. And you know, one of the reasons this show, folks, is when I posted about ginger, I had more views um, on ginger um, on the Empress of Biz than and and all my Facebook page, SI Business Associates, than I had on anything I'd done recently. And I thought, whoa, wait a minute. You know, here's something that's, <laughs> you know, i got to do something about it. Uh, so I've started using Ginger's, you know, uh, picture and her antics and some of the things I do. And that dang cat gets more likes and more views than anything. You know, and that's why she's been so, you know, hey, I want my cut here. You know, she's been looking at like, you know, I'm now part of the business, you know. That's so. where that attitude is coming from. Okay, she oh. wants her cut. Yeah, she wants her cut. <laughs> so, but uh, be consistent in whatever you do and then monitor the results. But don't just try it two or three times. Uh, say, okay, I'm going to try this X amount of times. Understand that it will take repetition, and you never stop marketing. You're always doing something. Even if you have so much business you don't know what to do, uh, there'll be a day when you, if you stop marketing, you won't have anything to do. So it's very important to be consistent in your marketing. Jay, I want to thank you for your time. Again, how do people get a hold of you? Jayspire.com or homecatswithadash.com. Very easy. Okay, and this is the Empress of Biz, and uh, you can get a hold of me by calling the office, because I like to talk to people, so is Ginger, 412-440-6969. We're on Facebook, too, Empress of Biz, also under our parent company, SI Business Associates, and we also, EmpressofBiz.com, EmpressofBiz.com. Don't forget to give us a call. And what we do is we help people start, grow, and expand their businesses. 412-440-6969. This is Joanne Forrest, the Empress of Biz, saying thank you to our special guest who has the office staff very similar to mine. And, uh, Jay, we'll have to do this again sometime. Thank you for coming on. Let's make it a regular feature. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.